Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donsko. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Here we go with another podcast. This one just announcing really Naomi Osaka has gone out of the Olympics in quite dismal fashion as well. I know there was a few people who were sort of commenting in our live chat previously and on some of our posts saying that they didn't think she would even make it past about the third or fourth well, second or third round. I think they were right. And JG, I'd watched the match after I'd woken up this morning and I was a bit appalled, really, by the performance. Yeah, you might want to just check your mic. But on, oh. on Osaka, yeah, it's just one of them things which is a bit bemusing, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. So, so with, with, with her, she's obviously the torchbearer. She was the face of Tokyo. Uh, let's, let's be honest. She's the highest paid female athlete. The spotlight is, is shown directly on her. Um, and these people have been talking about Osaka now has been sort of the main person in the news for the last few months in terms of sporting stars with all of the stuff of her mental health and pulling out of Roland Garros. But I don't really want to focus on any of that today. Let's just focus on her actual tennis. Um, It wasn't good enough. It just wasn't good enough. We was unfortunate not to get be able to watch it live because it was in the middle of the the night for us in the UK, like 3, 4 a.m. So we didn't get to see that. But from the highlights I saw, I saw some good highlights posted on YouTube. She just did not turn up, especially in the first set. She lost the first set very convincingly uh, yeah. to Margetta Vondrasova, who played brilliantly. I'm, I just want to add, she yeah, was she very did. good. Uh, yeah. But Osaka just, there's something clearly missing for her. Um, and I'm not sure what it exactly was because she was making so many uncharacteristic mistakes. It seems to me all of the attention she's getting from everyone has kind of uh, distracted 
kind of distracted her from what's important, which is the actual tennis and playing the good tennis, which we know she can play. On the hard courts, the last few years, it's hard to really look at anyone who's been really better than her. She won the US Open. She won the Australian Open. She, she, she's kind of the best hard quarter. In Japan as well, playing in front of her hometown people. I know there's no fans there, but it's still at home. In an Olympics, you'd expect a lot more from her, I must admit. And the fashion, the way she lost, not even taking a set. The way in the second set she was up a break. For me, it's just it's one of them ones where you have to call it out as um as a very poor day in the office for her. And I think she's gonna she kind of deserves to be open to a little bit of criticism. Definitely, mate. She she should be open to uh, a lot of criticism after that performance. Uh, to go four love down in the first set, it was, I don't know what was going on there. I don't know what strategy she came into the match with. And it seemed her inside out forehand was just missing constantly and not missing by a smidge. It was missing by a wide margin. She didn't seem to change her tactics when... Vondrasova's backhand seemed to be her best shot. It seemed to be hitting the mark nearly every time and forcing errors. She just ended up, instead of uh, playing it to the forehand, she kept going to back to the backhand. And Vondrasova's backhand looked amazing today. It looks like the Vondrasova we're used to seeing. I know that some people are saying there, uh, like Jean's just saying in the chat, they're saying Vondrasova's tangent. She's just been really injured the last few years. She is. We more so on the clay courts, I think we're used to seeing her on. Yeah. But I think she looked she looked really good today, but it was sort of helped along by Osaka. I'm not sure what the unforced error count was. Let me just see if I can bring that one up. Uh, 32 unforced errors from Naomi Osaka today and only 15 winners tells the story. It, and when she was up a break, like you said, she just sort of lost three games in a row. It was it's more of a concentration thing for me. I didn't see enough fire, you know, especially being up the break. You need to be as a champion, which now she is. She's a multiple Grand Slam champion. She's not world number one, but world number two. Well up yeah. there as well with that. You've got to do a little bit more at holding the lead. You're now known as a champion. And we've we've watched both we've both watched parts of the Netflix documentary. I'm still trying to finish that. We will be doing a podcast about our reaction to that. Um yeah. and it's not all that positive, if I'm honest. But yeah. let's try and steer away from that. Regardless of that, she the only one thing I will do want to mention on that before I do steer away from it is the fact that she was saying how now there's a lot more pressure on her because she's got to be a champion. And that champion mentality is one of the hardest things to be able to achieve where you're now expected to win. You're not going in as an underdog. She there's no there's no two ways about it. She was the favourite for this tournament before it started. I know yeah. you were saying Barty. For me, there was only one favourite, it was Osaka. The pressure got to her. She couldn't handle it. You'd expect her to do better in them conditions. Being at home just wasn't, just was nowhere yeah. near as good as what we expected. And as a champion, I think you need to play a confident brand of tennis. You can't play within yourself. You've got to play aggressive. And that's where she's she's best. She spoke on the on the Netflix thing about how she used to be uh, more of a counterpuncher. That's yeah. not really the case anymore. In recent years, she doesn't really play like that. She is more of the aggressor, the one trying to... Uh, posed the questions to, to the opponent, didn't do that at all. And from what I saw, when it hit the business end, so four all in the in the second set, um, you can go on to the second set because you can see, 
this bit here, so there's this this five four to allow Vondrasova to go five four up. Some of the I think it was three unforced errors from Osaka, and they were terrible unforced errors. Yeah. They were missing. She didn't look. It was one of them sort of complacent one. I think the faulty love one just to end the game. There was just no desire in it. It was like, oh, I've lost this game now. She just completely gave up on it. I didn't like her attitude. It kind of sucked. Uh, couldn't handle the pressure. Weak, weak performance for her. And I don't know. Could this be the start of more poor disappoint uh, uh, performances? I actually think so. Mate, I'm, I was really disappointed, especially when you see in these crunch games as well, like these long juices. She has the opportunity multiple times to get it done, and it was still going back to juice again. And eventually, Vondrasova got the got the break back there to make it two games all. And then, like you see, the same thing happened again: a long juice again. And she ended up losing. And she looked more physically tired than Vondrasova on the court. It seems that the, the conditions, even though she's from uh, Japan, I don't know if she's accustomed to Is she? Playing. No, not really. She's well, more exactly. American in my eyes. I know she's lived there well, since exactly. she was two years old. So she's probably not even in Japan too much herself. I'm sure she, I think she's tired. still got family there, so she probably goes every now and then. But ultimately, she's lived in America. That's, yeah, from, what exactly. I've, that's from what I've seen. So I don't know if we can read too much into that. Probably it would have been very even for both of them. But you'd expect just being home, the feeling of being home in a place where um, there's a lot of expectation. Obviously, she lit, she lit the cauldron at the start of the Olympics. She was the yep. main face of it. I, I just expect a little bit more fire from her, a little bit more desire. Like we saw at the Australian Open in the, in the I forget what round it was, maybe quarterfinals, was it, against Muguruza? That important yes. match where she was able to win that. She was 5-3 down in the final set and fought back. And she showed some real grit and determination. I think she even saved match point, didn't she, against uh, yes, she did. Muguruza. Where was that? Where was that today? It because it was now. a similar scenario at 4-all where she could have really stepped on the gas. and like, You know what? I'm going to command this. I am world number two. I am the highest paid athlete in the world, uh, female athlete. And I'm someone who can take this Olympics to the players. I can I can I can make a name of myself here and win this event. Crumble didn't handle it whatsoever. And that four all from onwards was really poor from her. Yeah, totally agree. I'm just having a look through some of the, the first set statistics uh, because I'm sure you can see the first set was uh not a good one for a breadstick served up by Vondrasova and you see some of the statistics here from here. Second serve points one eleven percent which uh it's awful, quite quite frankly. Return points, one, look, you look at it's 14%, 13%. For someone who's such a hard-hitting, uh, hard-court player, those numbers are, are, are awful. And as you can yep. see there, the story of that first set, 14 unforced errors uh, to only four from Vondrasova, who we do have to uh, heap some praise on as well because she did play a very good couple of sets of tennis, Oh, first see. set, she was amazing. She yeah. really was. And Osaka played badly. So the 6-1, complete fair result and scoreline. Not really many qualms for that. I can't even criticise Osaka because I think she was just playing bad and was struggling. My criticism comes from Osaka in the second set yeah. because she actually upped the game. And she made a match of it where I thought she was the better player for large spells of the second set from what I saw. Mm. I think Vondrasova Von, uh, started all right and she looked quite good in spells. She was very consistent from first set to second set. She probably stayed the same, if I'm honest, it was, which was a very, very solid performance. But Asaka matched it in the second. 
got to the business end where you'd expect her to like, considering she's already had a break earlier on in the set, just to show a little bit more fight and thing, not give it away like that. Not yeah. on your own serve. You don't want to lose. Like this, it's a poor way to lose uh, as yeah. um, as someone like a Naomi, Naomi Osaka. And I just didn't see it. It got worse. I'm still going to go back to the four-all moment where it was a game to love for Vondrasova. It was dreadful. Some of the worst tennis I've seen. And it was reminiscent of the first set, even worse from her. And that is just not to, uh, acceptable. I think from that moment, I had an inclination that she probably would have been um, lost, lost the match. In the yeah. next one, it'll be broken. Because when you have a poor return game like that, you're just thinking, where's your head at? There's no I mean, rhythm going into your service game. And interesting to see that she does some press afterwards. <laughs> so. Well, it lead, I'm glad you said it leads on nicely to the next point. Like, I'm not yeah. sure exactly what kind of press she did. I, but I shared that screenshot with you. And she was clearly talking to some mm. kind of press after the match. Um, yeah. I've been looking long and hard to try and find the interview. I can't find it anywhere. Mm. Um, just find it a bit bemusing. Like, why all of a sudden she's doing some press? I thought it, the stance was no press, and the no. whole point was in the Olympics they was never going to press her to do the press. That's why she accepted to t- to to enter and be yeah. here. So, bit strange. Maybe it was only a few words, and it wasn't too much, and it was on her own terms. Um, Maybe. But then, I if you start doing a little bit of press, just when you feel like it, or when you don't, that's even worse. I like the stance of do it or don't do it. Yeah. Like, if she wanted to make the stance for her mental health not to do any press, that's fine. Don't do it. I, I, I respect that. Clearly, we don't know how you're feeling about certain things, so don't do any press. But don't all of a sudden be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to do the odd bit here and there. Like, when I've... I don't... You're, I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't really sit right with me. You've got to no. be one or the other. You can't be... I'll do press on hard courts and I won't do press on clay or yeah. grass. That's what it comes across like, though. I'll do it on the surface. Well, at least I'm it wasn't... She only does it when she wins because she lost and she no, still yeah, well, did it. Yeah, that would have been even worse. But then again, there's the whole question of, I don't want to do press, but I'm going to release a whole documentary of me being filmed and, and in depth on my whole life, which that was a weird time to release the documentary for me. Just Yeah, but I don't think you can look too much into the release because this was planned ages ago. Yeah, it wasn't just well, like a, a new discovery. Oh, it's just a weird. It's been filmed for ages. It's a weird, weird way that it just linked up at that time where she didn't want to be in the spotlight, and then suddenly she puts out a documentary to become in the spotlight. So yeah, it all ties in. Well, maybe I think, I think we should definitely do a podcast on this to talk yes. about it because there's a lot of in-depth uh, debates. The bet the aim is we'll be as respectful as we can with everything, but it's a difficult topic which we would like to challenge, and I think. Um, doing what we do, it's a good opportunity to be able to challenge it. And we'll do it in the most respectful way, like I said, but there's plenty to talk about with it. And I'm interested to gauge your opinion because I know we've sort of refrained from talking too much with each other about it because yeah. it's better to just to save it for the podcast because everything we do is quite natural uh, and spontaneous. So it's better to do it on here rather than do it before. So I'm interested to see what you've got to say on it. Well, mate, yeah, like I said, I told you I've watched a couple of episodes uh, I'll try and finish the whole thing off before we do the our review of the documentary. But yeah, it's a, a you've touched on a couple of bits there, like when they were going back to like some of her past matches when she was just growing up in the sport and how she's changed her game and stuff. So there is some interesting bits in there, but we'll save it for a, for a fresh one and we'll give you a full breakdown of our thoughts in a in an actual podcast because I think it deserves it. 
she's put a lot of effort into doing it, so we should put some effort into uh, giving it its due. Yeah. Um, We've got wanna... RS saying here, she smiled at the net uh, and her expression was not too disappointed. Whether you can read too much into that, sometimes a smile can mask a lot of how a person is feeling. I wouldn't look too much into it. Yeah. But I did get the impression, this is just me, not even from the smile and stuff, that it was a bit blasé. At four all, I'm gonna. I can. I've said the same thing about so many times, but she just didn't look. It's like an exhibition. I it wasn't very much of a grit and determination of you know what I'm gonna keep in this point. I'm gonna be disappointed if I lose one. It was very much like yeah, this is this is not going the way I wanted to, and just kind of a bit wild on shots. She was missing some of the unforced errors into the net or the ones which were long, weren't close. Do you know what nope. I mean? They weren't just like missing the lines. They were quite wayward. Yeah, well, she was just she was just misfiring. And you can say, oh, maybe he's just having a bad day. Nothing wrong with that. I, I can totally understand every player can have a bad day. Um, it just seemed a little bit more than a bad day because it seemed to me like there wasn't enough fight and determination from her when it really mattered. And it, it wasn't a good look. It really wasn't. And it's not a good look for the women's game in general and this whole Olympics, personally. First time since... Well, I forget the exact date now, but the first three, number one, two and three, are out of the Olympics, not made the yeah. quarterfinal. Uh, someone tweeted it out earlier. I forget the exact date, but it's been a long time since number one, two and three have not made the quarterfinal. We've seen loads of other shock exits as well. Um, well, I know Ashley Barty's the main one and Sabalenka, but there's plenty of others as well. And this anyone's Olympics, really, for yeah. the women. I don't know who could win. It could be, you could take your pick. I know Krajikova lost out. She went out as well. But Potentially, we could be looking it. at her in Vondrasova. Muguruza, maybe. Yeah, Vondrasova. Maybe Svitolina. There's yeah. lots of uh, Ribakina, Georgie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a it's a real pick em. Uh I was going to say, it's a sort of, are we going to enter a catch-22 situation for Osaka here? Because arguably, she's played her best tennis in front of the biggest crowds. And now there's been no crowd and arguably one of the worst matches I've seen her play in ages. No, I disagree with that. US Open, there was no crowd whatsoever. Australian Open, there was hardly any crowd. She won two Grand Slams with no one there. Mm, yeah, fair point. But so since it's she, like I've, since she's spoken out about it. Well, yeah, it's, it seems to know. be more other things going on. But I know what you're maybe, trying to, trying to you're allude right. to, but like... It's it's not even that. It's not even that for me. I wonder what she, it is. You think then. she'd do better about the crowd? She's got clearly got it's social a, anxiety. It doesn't like cool. being around so many people. Seemed like an exhibition style performance today. Not like a I want to win the Olympics. It was her like attitude. Grand, it was her attitude. And this sort of this is a good point from Almina. I'm going to bring this up because it's important to talk about. It. Do you guys think a lot of these upsets are because the players just don't care about the Olympics? Yeah, I think it's, I think you're right. I think that there is a part of that that you're not it's not even for ranking points. There's there's nothing really driving them other than a gold medal, which a lot of them probably I don't think they'd value it as high as a Grand Slam. So Well they wouldn't value it as high as a Grand Slam for well, Andy sure. Murray did. But there was they still would value it super high. And I don't know if I agree with that as much as you do even. Well, for Murray, me, Asaka Playing in Tokyo, you've just held the the cauldron, lit it the first time, been the main face of the yeah. whole Olympics. The person who uh, a lot of Japanese uh, fans and people across the world, not even just Japanese people, everyone, yeah. eyes on the sport. There we, I'm guaranteed there's people in the UK waking up early in the morning to watch Naomi Osaka play live because they wanted to see how she got on in Tokyo. 
in yeah. the Olympics. And for her, she must have had a lot of pride being the torchbearer for yeah. her country to be able to do that. So Russia. I don't even know how she can't say, surely she cares. Surely she, she cares. Sure. If you in... don't care, you've got to question someone. I, I, I generally, I'm, I'm not saying she don't care. I think she definitely does care. And that's why yeah, I don't. She... I dismiss what I mean. I said a little bit because I think she definitely does care. I think maybe someone like an Ashley Barty probably doesn't care as much. Uh, you could probably attribute yeah. a bit to that. I think Sabalenka, why, why, why doesn't she care? If she doesn't care, I would have to question her attitude as a sports star because what's she won? I know she's won all of the other WTA titles, all the small ones, but how's she done in Grand Slams? Not very well at all. So yeah. this would be bigger than a lot of the other things she's ever won in her career. So why doesn't she care? That's the question I would ask. I know. If I anyone think... doesn't care who's not won loads of things, then I'd question why don't you care? There's something not right with you. There seems to be an element of that. I think that there's a few of the bigger players on the men's side seem to really be into it. Obviously, Djokovic being one of them. I think you're seeing the similar from, I think, Medvedev. He definitely yeah. is into Listen, it. As Coco says here, though, I think many of the players at Tokyo do care about winning. Otherwise, why would they not attend? That's a good point. So if, if they don't care, why are they there then? It was quite easy to just say you could have easily put a little PR message out before and be like, "Oh, due to COVID, da 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 da." I don't really fancy yeah, going and risking it, and just bottle it and just be like, "Oh, I don't want to go." You can you can make any excuse in the world to just to get out of it. It was the easiest possible uh, yeah, opportunity yeah. this year to get out of the Olympics if you didn't fancy it. Definitely. So these players, you'd got to argue, they actually wanted to be there because they valued the gold medal, but based of their performances. You'd have to say, mm. I don't know. Was it the wrong decision? Because <laughs> are they just not coping with the conditions? Because like <laughs> some of them, it just looks like the conditions are really they're they're not favourable to them, and they're struggling in the heat. And I thought Osaka looked notably tired today. She looked like she was a bit more exhausted. Von Dressova looked fresh or fit as a fiddle down the other end of the court, and looked like she could have played another two sets. Whereas Osaka. You saw her sort of moping around the baseline and there didn't seem to be another gear to go into to be able to have even forced Vondras over off the court today. So I don't know what it was. Maybe the conditions are affecting players. I'm not sure. It's hard to without them saying. I know Medvedev came out and said that they're horrible conditions to play in because it's so hot. And I know that a few players tried to get the, the matches moved backwards is that right or forwards well, Djokovic and Medvedev they're big advocates yeah. to try and change the time of the matches to suit the conditions later yeah yeah I mean well I understand it I think because if it's that humid humid and that uh hot it's got to be pretty brutal to be, be playing especially some of those matches they go on for three plus hours in these three set matches like we saw earlier today with uh Sarkari and uh Svitolina was that right so, yeah, but honestly, would you say that you think a lot of players don't care? Because I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't buy into that. I think they don't care. I just think that they're not showing that they care from their performances. And maybe when they step onto the court, maybe the conditions are a lot worse than what they probably thought they were going to be. And I don't, they're struggling. I think some of the players. I don't think they're used to those conditions, or maybe those courts. And some have adjusted a lot better than others. Liam Brody being one of them. <laughs> it's yeah. not that who, but I think okay. with tennis, it's difficult to prepare because you don't have much time. All the other disciplines, let's think about them. They've got what three, four years to practice for the pinnacle of their what their career is. Uh, with tennis players, they play in 
up until the few weeks before the Olympics in big tournaments at Wimbledon, say, or other other events what's going on, where there's not much time between the big events to be able to then focus on the next challenge and get ready for the hard course. So I would attribute a little bit to that, to the fact that it's difficult to get ready up to the conditions. Some players are able to do it a little bit better than others, yeah. um, which makes it a little bit more of a lottery. So at the Olympics, anyone can really win to a level. I think it's, it can be on the day decided, whereas other tournaments with a bit more preparation and, and different yeah. things you'd expect to the big seeds to be going later and deep into the tournaments. But the one thing about the Osaka thing today is I was disappointed with the way she played in the first set. I thought it was bad, but she had a bit of an off period. I'm not yeah. really criticising her for that. But the second set, the business end, lacked a bit of integrity and her attitude was off. Yeah, it didn't seem like there was, like you said... Just to go, lose I, didn't, I didn't see well. much about Barty, but they didn't look like a very good performance from her. I think Sabalenka, was... I think that is a really poor one as well. I think her. Barty, you can forgive a little bit just because she just won Wimbledon. She just played a whole Grand Slam, and she was carrying injuries probably into Wimbledon from uh, the French Open as well. So we were surprised to see her go so far and do so well and not be struggling with any injuries. She might be carrying something you don't know, and. That might be the same with some of these other players who have gone out. They might be carrying injury and just thought, oh, I'll risk it. Might be able to get a medal here because uh, some of the other players might not uh, be up for it. But mm. They went, didn't work. Uh, well, ultimately, on the men's, um, a little bit more consistent, would you say, with the, you've got the main yeah. sort of four there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It could be the semi finals. You've got Djokovic at the top, then you've got Zverev, Sitsipas, and at the bottom, Daniel Medvedev. Uh, all four of them are still in. They're all on a crash course to sort of join each other in the semi-finals. There's some good players who could upset that. Um, but this is why I talk about sort of an attitude because look at, compare, say, Djokovic to an Osaka. I know it's very, very harsh because one's a multiple Grand Slam champion, the other not done it as many times. But they're still both champions and still, you would argue, the top of the sport on both the WTA and the ATP Tour. I know you could say Ashley Barty is, but in terms of Osaka and the brand and what she's done, she's still probably the more recognised tennis player. If you were to go around globally, people would recognise her, say, over over on Ashley Barty. Uh, look yeah. at the way they both approach this tournament. It's polar opposites. Djokovic is the model professional. He's got the right attitude for it. And he's you can see the difference in the results. The way he sort of broke Struff right at the end of that set just showing his experience, showing his, his champion spirit. Asaka's yeah. wasn't there. You've got to sometimes question when there's so much going on outside of the sport as well. I think you sort of alluded to it earlier on in the pod. And I, I, you have to worry with somebody with a fragile mental framework like she's uh, saying that she has to have so much pressure, so much attention, everything like that, and all of the other stuff that goes on, all the sponsorship stuff that she has to do, all of these engage, other engagements that she is, and she's lighting the torch, like she is the face of the Olympics. All of this stuff all adds pressure. And does she have the uh, the sort of shoulders to carry it, though? That's the, that's the main thing. It doesn't look like it. It doesn't I look like it. I think the, I generally think... Um, I know we want to save it for another podcast. I don't have Osaka. It's been one of my favourite players last few years. There's no secret in, in hiding it. I've loved her personality. Um, I talk about her a lot to you as well, off stream. 
She's someone who I think brought so many great things to the sport. The recent stuff, what I've seen, and the way things are going with the lack of doing the press and stuff, I see a weakness there, which maybe is completely out of her control. But ultimately, it seems to be sort of going on to the court now. And I think it potentially could affect her in the next few years. Uh, I don't want to say it now, but I'm not sure if we're going to see her at the top of the game for the next few years, is what many people would have anticipated she would do, unless she can find a way to overcome these mental demons. And I, I say this with a lot of sadness as well, because I don't, I'm not blaming her for any of this, but the, tr the truth of the matter is she's suffering a little bit mentally right now, or a lot mentally, however, however much she thinks, and it's impacting her tennis. I, I generally believe that. It's definitely impacting her tennis. And ultimately... If you've got these mental issues, then you're going to struggle to compete at the top level. And the, the, now she's in the spotlight and she's the one where everyone's looking to beat. It's only going to get harder and harder every every year. And I'm not sure if she physically can can, can, can maintain it and, and keep up with it. Or not even physically, mentally keep do it. Mm, exactly I think, I think right. we're going to see a decline of her. Well, this is exactly right, mate. And I've... It's horrible. I watched, I watched but... an interview with Djokovic uh, not so long ago. I can't remember who's he was on somebody's podcast, and he was sort of saying he had to overcome a lot of the similar sort of things where he was facing a lot of crit like criticism. Obviously, once you've won a slam, like a Grand Slam, and you're expected to win more Grand Slams, you're like the sort of everything closes in on you, and you just have to take a step back and he said he got some good advice just saying to remember why he was doing it all like are you would you still be playing tennis if you if you didn't have all of this other stuff what would you still do just having the racket in your hand are you still having fun and you, would you still be out there on a tennis court hitting a tennis ball if uh, there wasn't all this pressure on and he's fine that got him back into like a zone of winning again because there was just, it's just all of it. It's just noise. He said, there's just noise everywhere and you have to somehow zone out of it all. Like there's, there's it's, it's very mm. difficult to do. Imagine how much, how many, wherever you go, there's always going to be noise from now on all in your life. Well, it's the famous saying, mate, in sport, getting to the top is not the hardest thing. It's staying there. Yeah, exactly. You can say right. in every single discipline, every single thing. I know you like, like a lot of UFC, Yep. You'd have to say Conor McGregor, in terms of what he was building, he was very much at the top at one stage. Yep. Um, may not may not necessarily have been the best fighter, but he was he was at the top of the sport. He's only gonna he he couldn't maintain it up there. A lot no. of people can't. That's why you look at say some of the other goats in other sports, and you've got so much admiration for what they've been able to do. Let's stick stick to tennis. Nadal, Djokovic, and Federer getting to the top and staying there. It's just nothing short of. Incredible! It, I, I, we, I, we say the same things yeah. all the time. What <laughs> they three have done, they go down in history as three of the greatest sportsmen ever. Yeah, like Serena not, not tennis in as well. Yeah, just like just staying there, getting to the top and staying there is the hardest thing ever in football. What Messi and Ronaldo's done more than yeah. anyone, if I'm honest, he's played in so many different leagues. He's got to the top and he's still staying there, and he's still one of the best at whatever age he is now. It's just unbelievable. Hard work. It's, dedication. it's something special. I'm not sure if Osaka has their minerals. So she's definitely an incredible athlete. No doubts about it. I, one of my favorite athletes on hard court. Best or? player. Best player in the that, world on hard court. Can that affect? Definitely. 
Definitely, but, but for her staying there, I'm not sure if she's got the minerals to stay there. Well, they say it's a lot harder to get up and go running at five in the morning when you're sleeping in silk sheets, isn't that the yeah. same? <laughs> uh, but it could be the same in, across all sports. Uh, it's harder to get up for going and do it when you feel that you've already achieved uh, a lot of your goals in your career. And that's what makes the other people who have got those 20 grand slams or plus that much more impressive that you're still able yeah. to keep doing it. And still having the drive to keep doing it. I think there's a lot of players who get to the top, they retire. They've, done, they've done everything they wanted to do. They, 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 they well, have games not to stay there. Well, my personal opinion would be if Serena Williams was to retire, she should become Naomi Osaka's coach. I think that would be an amazing pairing because that might give her the mental fortitude to actually go on and uh, do well. And I think that she needs someone like that with a winner's mindset who's had to deal with so much in her career to take her to the next level mentally. I think that's all it is, though. Uh, she has to hope that Coco Goff doesn't snap her up. <laughs> so I'm sure there'd be a little uh, little bit of a fight for someone of Serena's calibre being in your corner. I think this is deeper than that, though, mate. This is not just a mentality in terms of sport. This is a, This is more of a human thing. She struggles with social anxiety in all walks of life. I'm sure. I'm sure she's not really someone. It's a more of her personality rather than her sort of tennis mental toughness. Because her tennis mental toughness has not really been in much question. If I'm honest, no. Reese, ever she's always been a different player when she steps out on court. She's a warrior, but off court she's a bit more. You know what I mean? Like a bit more subtle and just all nice and fairy yeah. and all of that. But on the court, a complete gladiator. Like no one can really stop her. I just, I question her drive to stay at the top. That's all. And I'm oh, not sure. That's why I'm saying the extra I, level. I personally, I personally see her being a bit of a yo-yo player now. Next few years, she could drop down to maybe say 20, 30 in the world and then win a grand slam or something well, like that. Well, that's what I'm look, saying. Go under the radar for a few years. She's just, I think that's personally the, the route she's going to take. I could be completely wrong here. Uh, there's not many people who share my opinion, probably not even yourself, but Ooh. I'm just making a statement. I think that you're right, but that's why I think that she needs somebody who has pr been there, done it, got the T-shirt, and they can take her to that next level because if she can't do it on her own, she just needs a good yep. team around we've got, her. We've got Miller out there saying maybe Serena would have a conflict of interest there. <laughs> She's not well, going to want yeah. Osaka to catch her, is she? Well, maybe not, but if she's, she could go down. Like we were talking about with coaches in sport and how tennis coaches aren't really viewed in the same way as like football coaches. Maybe we will get to the stage where they are and maybe you will get to the stage where someone like a Serena is revered for being a coach even more so than she was as a player. Like maybe she takes multiple players to Grand Slam championships and she's the like the secret recipe or secret ingredient rather to the recipe for winning Grand Slams. She has it. She knows how to do it. Yeah, agreed. I just want to give a shout out to the super chat here oh, from Manoj. Uh, Manoj. Uh, appreciate that, mate. Saying those who sweat blood and tears deserve to win, not those busy with makeup, rooms, photoshops and documentaries. I, I can see what you. I understand your your set. Uh, what you're trying to say, but I think it is slightly harsh to say that play. You, I think you can do combinations of both as long as you're still producing stuff on the on the court. Who's to say what people do in their own time? I, I don't see much wrong with any of the photoshops or the documentaries or anything like that. Uh, I judge a tennis player on the court 
I think for her on the court at the moment, she's going for a bit of a rough patch. She certainly can come back. I still think she's the best hard court player in the world. Um, but for me, if things don't pick itself up soon, it's just the Olympics. Let's, let's see US Open. I think the US Open is going to be a great test if she is to enter. I'm not sure what's going to happen, whether, whether the tournament's going to allow her to go there if she's not too impressed or you've got all of that. Uh, it's like an, a, what, what's it called? Un Uncannon of Worms, what's it? Open up, open up a can of worms. Open up a can of worms with all of that, but we'll have to see what happens. But if she is to go there and, and struggle and not play very well, well, the critics are going to be back out again. Yeah, they will be, mate. Oh, I think we've done this to the to the death now. Uh, I think we should probably wrap it up. It was only supposed to be 20 minutes. Yeah, you got Almina saying, I like the reverse psychology, JG. Watch her win the next two slams and be number one. I see what you're doing there. Mate, I'd love it. <laughs> I really would. It'd work. I do like Osaka, but uh, my prediction is I'm not sure if we're going to see as much greatness in the next few years from her. But no. hopefully we can do. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for joining us, guys. If you haven't already, uh, please hit the like button on the video. Subscribe. I know it's a bit of a sensitive topic. We, we touched on at times with mental health. Um, just want to say, obviously, we are very aware of mental health as, as a whole. It's a topical thing, especially right now in covid uh, a lot of people suffering with it. Best thing to do, talk out about it. It's not a weakness. Um, you can't help it. You really can't. Um, hopefully, Osaka's not feeling too bad about how she feels at the moment. And I'm sure she'll bounce back stronger. Yep. Fingers crossed. Uh, yep. We'll see her in the next tournament. Back to her best again. See you guys. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.